This is another message brought to you by the Remodel Church. So these last few weeks, I've been talking about Job to the kids. Those lights are really bright. Anyways, uh, and it's actually been really interesting. It's been really uh, fun to see the kids learning about Job. But anyway, so we're going to be in the book of Job. Uh, Let's pray real quick. Lord, thank you so much for today. Lord, I pray for this message. I pray for everybody here for any prayer requests that they have, Lord. I pray for um, anything that they need, and I pray for everybody that learned something today. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So this might be a little different because I always have to tell the kids, you know, shh, or listen, or so. Hopefully I don't have to do that today. Anyway, so Job is a great man of God. He is a good man. He fears God. He loves God. He just loves, I mean, he is just a man of God. He has 10 kids. He has cattle, I mean, not cattle, camels, sheep, oxen, donkeys, a huge house. He has it all. I mean, he just has it all, and he loves God. Well, meanwhile, while Job is having a great life, God and the devil are having a small talk about him, and they... uh, the devil actually says, if you take everything away from him, I'm sure he would turn away from you. And then in verse 12, God says, well, go ahead and do whatever with his possessions, but don't harm Job. So um, in verse 13, we read, so go to Job chapter 1, verse 13. Let's see. Or verse 12, my bad. It says, you know, go ahead, he has, or all that he has is in your power, only do not lay hand on his, per, on his person. So then in verse 13, um, we read that a messenger comes and tells Job, hey, uh, your donkeys and your oxen were taken away and your servants were killed. And then right after that, another messenger comes and says, hey, uh, a fire came from the sky and killed all your, all your sheep and your servants. Then right after that, another messenger comes and says, hey, some people raided your camels and killed your servants. And then another messenger comes and says, a strong wind came and killed your kids and destroyed your home. And Job's response in verse, uh, in verse 21 through 22, he says, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all, this, in all of this, Job did not sin, nor, nor charge God with wrong. So then in chapter two, uh, 2, it tells us that the devil and God are having another conversation about him. And uh, God says, have you noticed my servant uh, Job? He is a great man of God. And the devil once again says, well, if, I bet you if you mess with his flesh, he would turn away from you. And God goes again and tells him, hey, um, you can do whatever you need to do, but don't harm him. So then right after that, Job gets these really painful sores or boils from his head to the toes. On Wednesday night, I asked the kids, what would you do if you had boils from your head to your toes? And some of them were like, well, I would pop them. Or some of them were like, I would scratch, scratch, scratch. Or, some, or one actually says, um, I will just take, have my mom take care of me. Um, so anyway, so Joe uh, gets all of this. And right after that, uh, pain, painful boils, uh, 
Job still did not curse God. And in verse 9, it tells us that even his wife goes up to him and says, I mean, you're still following God. You need to just curse him and die. I don't know if EJ would like for me to tell him that. Anyway, so um, then uh, verse 10, it says, let's see, chapter 2, verse 10. It says that he said, you speak as of a foolish woman speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God? And shall we not accept adversity in all this, Job? And then in all of this, Job did not sin with his lips. So here's my first point. Is God can give and he can take away. See, as first timers, first time Christians, we usually think, hey, you know, I'm going to follow God. It's going to be really good. It's going to, nothing ever going to happen. Or at least that's how I thought. I mean, I went 15 years without knowing God until finally at 15, I was like, oh, hey, this, there's this God. And I thought, oh, everything's going to be so good. Nothing's going to happen to me, which I was wrong. Um, and actually on Thursday, I was so excited. I woke up so early. I am going to take Zion to school. I'm going to get to work early. Um, by the way, Vandervo- from Grannis to Vandervoort, from them from Vandervoort to Wicks, it's a long drive. So I woke up early, and I'm so excited. I'm going to go to work early. And then I, I passed, uh, I can't remember. Do you all know where Pastor Marcella lives? It's like right before, him, before that. I heard some noise on my, in my car, in the back of my car. And I was like, what is that? And so I pull over. I look at my tire, and I have a flat. And I'm just like, oh, I was going to be early today. So I call EJ. He says, it's going to take a little while. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't get to work till after 8. And I was just so upset. And I was just like, oh, why is this happening to me? Um, anyways, so um, I was going to say, he doesn't just do this. Or he, take, he can give you, but he can also take away. And he doesn't just do this be, um, and people think, think of him this way because he's a mean God. No, he doesn't do that. He does it because he knows what's best for us. And a lot of times we just think, oh, you know, God's going to be good for, to me, good to me, good to me. And then something happens and we're just like, why? Well, uh, just letting you know he knows what's best for us. And anyways, the Bible continues on to telling us that after he got those boils, three of his friends show, showed up to come for him, to mourn with him, to pray with him, and to just be there for him for seven days and seven nights. Well, by the way, we're going to start small groups. And this is one of the reasons we're going to do small groups is so that if anything does happen, which hopefully nothing happens, there's going to be someone like your leaders that are there for you to pray with you and to talk to you. So anyway, so these three friends show up and they comfort him and they're just there with him. Well, um, in chapter three, Job starts saying, starts talking and he starts saying, um, well, let's read it. Verse, we're going to read verse three to 11. So Job says, may the day perish on which I was born and the night in which I, in which it was said, a male child is conceived. May the day be darkness, may God above not seek it, nor the light shine upon it, nor darkness and the shadow of death claim it. May a cloud settle it, settle on it, verse uh, 6. As for, the night may, as for that night, may darkness ease it. May it not rejoice among the days of the year. May it not come into the number, number of the months, or may that night be barren. 
May no joyful shout come into it. May those curse it with curse it who tho, who curse the day. Those who are ready to arouse Leviathan. May the stars of this morning be dark. May it look for light but have none. Verse t- uh, I mean, and not see the dawning of the day. Verse ten. I mean, yeah, because it did not shut up the doors of my mother's womb, nor hide sorrow from my eyes. Why did I not die at birth? Why did I not perish when I came from the womb? So the next few chapters it talks about uh, the conversations he had with his friends. And, uh, but Job is starting to wonder, why was he even born? Why? I mean, all these spoils he's, he has, and then he's going through all of this stuff. Like, why, 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 why? And see, a lot of times we all wonder, why, 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 why? And we don't do something that we should do. See, later on, one of his friends actually says, hey, you need to just calm down and talk to God. They do say some things that they shouldn't say, but one of them says, hey, just calm down and talk to God. See, we wonder why, 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 why all these things are happening. And I do it too. So we do it. We wonder why, why, why. And then we don't take the time to just stop and talk to God. See, we just keep going and we keep wondering, well, why is this happening to my family? And we just, it's just crazy how we think because we just go on and go on and we don't stop. We don't calm down and we don't talk to God. And see, he wants, God wants us to be there. See, God never, ever leaves us. He never leaves Job. And we find out later on that uh, God actually comes and and talks to um, Job. But right now, he is just feeling horrible. He is wondering why he was even born. And a lot of times we wake up that way. We wonder, this is, going, this is just going bad. Why was, I, why was I even created? And we just keep putting us down and we just keep wondering why this is just happening to us. And we just need to take some time and I need to take some time and we just all need to take some time, calm down, and talk to God just the way he wants us to talk to him. So anyways, finally in chapters 38 through 42, it tells us that God shows up to talk and talks to Job. And he goes on and he starts asking him, hey, uh, who created the earth? Who created this? Who created that? Who did this and who did that? And, and Job just, you know, starts one, like, listening and starts thinking, oh, you know, it was God. God is the one that created this. And so um, God just keeps on talking to him and starts saying, hey, I'm the creator. I am the one that knows what I'm doing. You know, you just need to follow me and stop thinking this way. And you just need to know that I know what's best for you. And I'm going to uh, do what I have to do for the good of, for, for you <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so I'm almost done, and it's really fast. Sorry, but anyway, so my third point is: He, God, wants us all to know that He's the Creator, that He can give and He can take away, but He's always going to be there for you. He's always going to be there for me. He's always going to be there for all of us. It doesn't matter what you're going through, why you're wondering why this is happening, or what is causing this. No, he's going to just always be there for you. He's never going to leave you. And then Job realizes that he's that God's never going to leave him, and that He will always have His back, just the same with us. So, 
first of all, I, I didn't um, believe in God or really know God until I was 15. I was 15 when all of this bad stuff started happening at home, and I was just hanging out with the wrong crew, and I was just like, well, what, what do I need to do? And then my uncle actually told me, hey, you need to come to church, and my mom and I came to church, and I seriously sat at the back of that, the, these pews, and I was on my phone thinking, I hate being here. Why am I even here? And uh, I was just like, well, why is this happening? And then I did what Joe did at the end. I sat down, and I actually talked to God. And I didn't hear him, like, say something to me, but I felt him. And then after that, it hasn't been, it hasn't been a pretty picture, but I know that he is there for me. I know that he's going to always be there for me. He's never going to leave me, just the way he never left Job, even though Job thought he did for a little bit, but he never did. So some of you here may wonder, why is this going on in my family? Why are these things happening in the world? Why, why are all these things going on? And, and we just keep wondering, why, why, why? But I'm going to tell you, hey, God never leaves you. He never has ever left any of us. We just need to take our time. We need to calm down and we need to just talk to God because he is always going to listen. He is always going to listen. This is the end of the message. For more information, please visit theremodelchurch.com.